don't put this in because I don't want to smash Natalie. But like, I I mean, <laughs> I, I want to smash Natalie. Who doesn't want to smash Natalie? <laughs> Natalie. Want to smash Natalie. <laughs> but she really did not pick up the language at all, and oh. like She's very young. Everybody else did a lot better. <laughs> they were very old. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jude Law can smash me anytime. Phew. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. This means each week, two or one of us will explain a movie to the other two or one of us in its entirety. Since this is a center for spoilers, if you haven't seen this week's movie, tune out and tune back in once you have. For other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at We Explain Movies. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to start off with what we watched this week, move into some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and then we're going to close out with our watchlist ads and recommendations. You're listening to We Explain Movies. We don't have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not what the podcast is for. Sorry. We explain allergies. Welcome to our nut podcast. Our nut. That sounds... (laughs) It's only about... Uh, nuts you eat. Uh, we're not sure what part of that is our intro, so welcome to the 355. Welcome to the... <laughs> how many people... Someone will nut I was in this episode. Say, how, many, <laughs> how many people nut in the 355? Yeah, is it called that nuts? because there's 355 nuttings? <laughs> My nuttings. <laughs> That'll be the earliest title drop we've ever had. <laughs> 355 nuttings. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Get on our level. Mm-hmm. We have had zero drinks today. <laughs> but a lot of coffee. Yes. Oh, maybe that's the reason. I'm hyped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also. It's hot. Yeah, the, the hot, laughing yeah. is making it hotter for sure. It is. Whew. Stop Hi. being funny. Welcome to the pod. The 355. Yes. Go. <laughs> yes. What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? I we... mean, the hot topic. The hot topic. The hot everyone's goss. The hot goss that everyone's got on their lips is Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Yes. yes. We saw it. We saw <laughs> it. I saw it twice. I was oh, curious you if you actually saw it twice or you are just making a Mother's Day oh, joke. Oh, no. I made a Mother's Day joke <laughs> on Letterboxd because yeah. <laughs> I looked at Daniel like longingly on Sunday and I was like, will you? see Multiverse of Madness, and he said, no, and I said, it's free, yeah. <laughs> and he said, is it really, or are you just going to pay for my ticket, and I was like, no, I have that ticket from when we saw Dune with Keeks. Oh, yeah. you still have that? Yeah, you guys oh. should use yours if you haven't. I, I think I did. I think I did. Yeah, because they expire, I think, in June? I think I gave it to Dakota's dad for something we saw. I mean, like, I, yeah, I have to give it to somebody, so yeah, I gave it to Daniel, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I saw it twice, because I really needed to gather my thoughts. What are your thoughts on it? I was so in the middle about it. I'm I, such mixed feelings. I've made this joke to my I students. Parts I loved, and parts yeah. I was like, huh? Multiverse of midness. 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 <laughs> a, a, kid, a kid said that to So the day after I saw it, I was at a middle school, and I was like, so here, who in here likes Marvel movies? And a bunch of people were like, ah! And I was like, I saw Multiverse last night, and then this one kid was like, me too! And another kid was like, no spoilers! And then the kid who saw it was like, it was fucking... He didn't say fucking... He was like, it was mid, though. They love it saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. It's a fair statement. Um, I said it was kind of (laughs) mid. It's kind of mid. I didn't want to get the other kid's hopes, like, crushed. I'm sad that there was no moment in it that I'm obsessed with and I Mm. love. That's That just wasn't the movie. I want to say I like the idea of Doctor Strange, like, harnessing a bunch of ghosts to make a cloak. I want to like that. Mm. I want to like Wanda's zombie walk. I don't. Mm. Yeah. 
I had a huge problem with the way that it was structured and edited. Like, I mm. thought it whipped through it way too fast. Especially you know I mean? Wanda being corrupted by the Darkhold. All, yeah. all we get is a post-credits of WandaVision, and then right. the instant we see her, she's like, no, I'm this now. Yeah. Give the woman a little bit of time. Give her yeah. something to go off of. The writing did not do it for me. The writing? There was a lot of lines that were cringy. <laughs> I was honestly... Yes, there were some like, cringy lines. I was pretty disappointed, I felt like, which mm. makes me so upset, because I really wanted to really like it. And now I think that the next... Marvel thing that I'm excited about is going to be Love and Thunder. Like, I'm really banking on that being fucking prime, you It's know? because I know what I'm going into with that, too, after yeah. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going into, and I thought the trailer for Multiverse was amazing, mm-hmm. but it did not set up what the movie was. Mm-hmm. It looked gritty and scary, and it just turns into cheesy horror. Mm-hmm. It was... I, Wanda crawling through that gong was upsetting. <laughs> I think that there's, like, kind of weirdly a bunch of things clashing. Like, yeah. Sam Raimi has done a really good job at finding a place where he fits with horror and camp because obviously Drag there's, all, hell. Exactly, yeah. there's mm-hmm. tons of movies that other people make that are like that that we love and that are great but there's something about like the Disney aspect of it mm-hmm. that I think was like clashing with the other two and almost making like all three not work I would agree singularly. with that. Singularly. Yeah. Like, as a superhero, as camp, scary, It wasn't yeah. very funny and it like wasn't very marvel Like all of it kind of Fell short and me. it wasn't emotional the way that it absolutely could have been because I rewatched yeah. WandaVision this week. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I had to. I was like, I need to see. Great. It's phenomenal, yeah. and this is where I don't like. I'm sorry to get into like the discourse of it and like repeat other people's talking points, but Sam Raimi is quoted in an interview with having said, "No, I didn't watch WandaVision." Oh, and Elizabeth started filming two days after WandaVision. Interesting, and so I think Sam Raimi was given a memo that said, "Oh, she gets the dark hold," and he ran with that, and yeah. it's like. Dude, there was so much more to it, and I get that Paul Bettany's contract ran out, so it's not like she's searching for a world with Vision, but, like, Wanda would be doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she wouldn't have just forgotten about him. (laughs) Not at all, especially when there's a multiverse Mm -hmm. out there for her to have everything she could ever want. And when he left her with a cliffhanger that was basically like, I'll see you again. They just totally forgot all of that, and, like, she put to bed Tommy and Billy, like, with that intention of, like, I will see you again, but not... I'm gonna go on a murder spree, and and also, like, I've read House of M, I've read the comics, I know what Wanda's Mm -hmm. capable of, but it was just, like, they didn't do what happens in that, so, like, what did you do? I don't know. I really wanted to like it. Like, there were parts where I was, like, audibly being, like, that was sick, you know, I I won't say it, you know, but to be honest, like, spoilers for this movie, I guess, is that really, like, all the X-Men shit that we're gonna get? It's not the what? X-Men shit? Yeah. We'll probably get more. Like, I definitely went into this movie being, like, here we go, this is how we get X-Men into the MCU. Yeah. And that's like, and not really. Well, but there's a multiverse, so they can still be They can do whatever they other. want. I just feel like a lot more could have been done. It felt like a very clipped short storyline with the excuse of, because it only happened in Universe 838. Maybe I'm just not down for the whole multiverse thing. You know what I mean? It comes with its own it comes with It feels like a scapegoat. Yeah. It, it mm. feels kind of like, now anything's possible. And I like the idea that not everything is I just feel like we're getting so many characters. We're just getting so much. It's like, the Eternals doesn't matter. Where is that? I never saw it. But that's the thing. It it ends with something huge. When does that factor in? When does the ending of Loki factor in? Like, where are we going? And the bigger that it gets, the more expansive that it gets, the stakes are getting lower and lower. Yeah. It's starting to feel very, like, 
we don't want to use three movies to tell our story, but yeah. then that means we have to have a full arc in every movie, and they start getting, you know, we're on movie 20-whatever, and it's so fucking repetitive now. It it's, is. like, hard to be original. What's really interesting, I don't mean to drag on this conversation much longer, but I went into this new phase being like, I don't really care about TV shows, Marvel TV shows. I don't mm. care. And like, that's like where they're... Totally. Yeah. Totally. The, and oh, the bulk I of it is. have liked every Marvel TV show I've seen, pretty much, uh, more than the movies that have come out this Because they have time to be creative. It's just a lot. There's a lot coming in there. So mm-hmm. like Thor, I'm excited to return to somebody that's been there since the beginning. Totally. Yeah. With a director we trust. With a director yeah. we trust. Hey, I yeah. like that that discussion like actually <laughs> yeah. actually like fleshed out. We well, were all yeah, like, none of us eh. ever talked about it. Yeah. I came home and I was like, Daniel, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I told Daniel just kept asking me questions, and then I went to bed, and the next morning he was like, "So last night I read the entire plot synopsis on Wikipedia." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, then we can talk about this." Yeah. And yeah, upon second watch, the cringe moments were extra cringy. Oh, mm-hmm. it was it was worse the second time. The cringe moments were. Illuma, Woody, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> and, like I know that Bruce Campbell, like that's their thing. They're like oh, BFFs. Yeah. He always has to make a cameo, but his cameo was fucking stupid. His cameo was terrible. The and pizza, I really didn't pizza, like pizza, oh, pizza yeah. balls. Pizza Papa, <laughs> bad. You're gonna have to do more than kill me to kill me. Yeah. Fart sound. Anyways. Okay, I just heard it. <laughs> well, probably no, because they didn't do a table read for this, because Elizabeth Olsen has never met John Krasinski. Yeah, I did see that. Oh. They were not even in the same room in a scene where she K-words him. What the fuck? <laughs> no spoiler. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking she about. She either kisses him or she kicks him. I don't know. <laughs> What else did we watch? Kayleen and I watched one thing together. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Red so, Rocket. So fucking different than what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Red Rocket, starring Simon Rex. Oh, bang. Directed by Sean Baker. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, right, Kayleen is about porn stars. <laughs> I, oh, banging. Oh, bang. Yeah, I, was, I don't know why that, the B came from. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say dang. Nice. Um, <laughs> you guys watched that? We did. Yeah. Okay, tell me everything. <laughs> We don't need to do that. Yeah, again, like, it was such a Sean Baker movie where it was just like, yeah. oh, sometimes life be shitty and sometimes the people, people are be shitty yeah. and situations be shitty what and else? places in America be shitty. But check out this gorgeous sunset, yo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, factories and their smoke. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, so I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. What else does he make? Florida Project. That's the only oh, thing I've seen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and Tangerine. Tracks. And so it's just like these scenarios where we're, you watch like five minutes and you're hoping to root for him and then you're like, no, you're an absolute piece of shit. And yeah. then it gets worse as the movie goes on, which was interesting to watch someone be the worst person yeah. ever. And yeah. some of it was just like in these really small ways where you're like, fuck, I've met someone like this, where yes. they're just so manipulative mm. and so self-serving and I do like that though. Gross. No, it's it's good. It's good to watch, <laughs> yeah. but watch it with someone where you can yell at them <laughs> yeah. the whole yeah. time because they that... made me yell. <laughs> yeah. It also kind of like, you know, I don't, this wasn't that much of a focus, but in a way it was like shows too, even though it's centered around like a male sex worker, it kind of shows how he manipulates women into it too. Yes, yeah. Do you have any Um, I can talk about Patterson. 
It's been on my watch list for a while, and I don't remember, truly I don't remember why I picked it. I was like, I don't know, I'll watch this. And when it started, do you guys know anything about the movie? Mm -hmm. So it's very much just about day-to-day -day life, and it's like about a week in his life, basically. And he does the same fucking thing every day. So it's like Monday, and you pretty much watch him do the same thing with like a little bit of difference here and there, and you watch him go through the whole work week, and you're like, what's gonna happen on the weekend? Because that's like how similar every day of his life is. Anyway, when I, I, I have this really bad habit of when I'm at home watching a movie by myself, I pause all the time just because I, ha I like get distracted. And when the movie started, I was like, damn, this is so boring. <laughs> how am I going to get through this? And then I think for once, me pausing it a bunch and like doing things in between actually helped because as I was ruminating on it and stuff, it was kind of becoming a romantic ideal of the day-to-day -day life and everything was kind of there's like a touch of beauty in everything even though it's so simple and like not exciting it was I don't know like these people are so fulfilled with the life that they're living with just the two of them and they're like simple little home and mm -hmm. I don't know and then yeah you get to the weekend and like a couple big things happen and you're like whoa and then it's pretty much over and um yeah, so I don't know. I just, like, the more that I've thought about it, the more that I've liked it. And I've also, I think I was just, like, I really miss having a routine of my own. Like, mm -hmm. because subbing is so, uh, like, you're in a different place every day and stuff. That I was, like, maybe I just am envious. I'm, like, dang. Mm -hmm. I want to go to work and then go to the bar and then go to sleep every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That was a very nice analysis. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Really. Thanks. Okay. I watched Closer. Mm. Mm. What is that? Uh, lying is the most fun a girl can ever have without taking your clothes off. Yeah. But Did it's they, better oh, if you it's did. from that. Oh, isn't Natalie Portman in that? That's yeah. who says it. She says it, yeah. I was like, I feel like I've seen a screen grab of her saying that. Yes, yes. Okay. it's based off the play by Patrick Marber. Mm -hmm. And it, I just feel like, personally, that it's a play for a reason. It really mm. is much better, in my opinion, as a play. Just, like, and the way that their language is, like, in the movie, I was like, I don't really think that this is translating very well. And that's all I really felt about it. I didn't really get it. Gotcha. Um, what is it? Like, I just don't is, like the story. It's people cheating it? on each other. People cheating oh. on each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, several people? It's about, like, people being needy. Anyways, that's all I watched. <laughs> Okay, I only watched one thing. Uh, today I went and saw Petite Maman. Oh, it was today? I saw it today. I've been meaning to see it all week. I canceled and made A-list reservations about a thousand times. Yeah. What an amazing film. Celine mm. Sciamma does it again. It was 72 minutes of just feeling enraptured and taken away. It was only 72 away. minutes? Very short. Ooh. And it's a beautiful movie. The name translates to Little Mom. And so it is about a young girl who is able to, when cleaning out her mom's house after her grandma dies, so, like, mm -hmm. the mom is very distraught, obviously, after losing her mother, and the little girl goes there to, like, help clean out the house, but in doing so is kind of, like, in a way, transported by walking through the woods into a time where her mom was a little girl, <gasps> and it's just watching these two twin girls interact, and they are the daughter and the mom <laughs> at age eight together. Oh. I cried so much, and it was just so... That sounds beautiful. So beautiful and loving and just, like, definitely a meditation on parents have lives outside of them being your parent. And something about Celine Sciamma, like, aside from everything about her, like, her writing is just, like, so simplistic and perfect, but also 
the same way that Portrait of a Lady on Fire has that amazing song that all the women sing when they're together, mm -hmm. there was a needle drop in this movie that just blew my mind, and I was, I watched through the credits, and it's a composed song for the movie. Mm. Like, she just knows what she wants, where she's like, this is what I want for this moment, and it, it was like a full song, but it didn't feel like score. Mm. It felt like a song, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. Like, such a perfect, simple little piece of cinema. I'm glad to hear what it's about, because, yeah. like, I was excited to see it, but I didn't know anything about it. From reading the description, I thought, like, you can kind of guess what's going to happen. Literally, the description is, like, a little girl goes to clean her grandma's house. Mm. And then I really thought she was going to meet her grandma as a young girl. But it's her mom, and that just kind of was so much more impactful. Yeah. About learning what her, her mom was like at that time. And it was beautiful. These these oh. girls were such good actresses. I want to see it yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We'll probably have to see it fast before it leaves. No. Yeah. It was really good. Was that it? That's it for me. We did it. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, moving into questions, which one do we want to start with? Let's start with the, the people one. Yeah, yeah. So, the first question that we have posed, and I'll do a little explanation after, is who is a person that you will go see a movie for, but who's not one of our faves? Like, we've talked about, you know, Sam Rockwell, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain, and a couple other people, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. But there are other people we all love, that we all know each other loves, who we will go see a movie because they're in it. So we thought, what a good time to talk about this. Sebastian Stan is one of mine, which made me think of it, and then obviously Jessica's, like, your main bitch. So. Always, always. Yeah. Oh, right, because he's in this. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So who wants to start? Do you want to start? Is your answer Sebastian sure. Stan? Well, no, just because he's in this, oh, but okay. he is one of them. I'll give an honorable mention because this one's more kind of recent, and I haven't been, like, gung-ho about it, but... So when we watched In the Land of Women, partially I've been wanting to watch it because I've been really interested in Adam Brody's filmography. Nice. Another honorable mention is Zoe Deutsch. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to work my way through her filmography. I actually watched uh, Buffalo this week. I just didn't really have oh, anything to say it. about it, but it's it was good, fun. Yeah. Um, and then my, my real one, which, like, I do talk about her a lot, but Anya Taylor-Joy, yeah. I'll go see anything she's in, and I have seen most of the things she's in. There are people like her and Sebastian, I'll go see a movie and then find out they're in it for five minutes. I'm like, well, yeah. I still have to watch the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's part of the game, you know? Yeah. But yeah, those are my people. Honorable mentions go out to Lizzie Olsen, because I've got a letterbox yes. list for her, and I actually think I only have two movies of her left to see. I have Kill Your nice. Darlings, and oh. I need to finish In Secret, and that's I it. I didn't know you'd never seen I haven't seen it either, yeah. but I've been interested. It's coming from the library, but then wow. I've seen everything she's been in. And then my next one is Carrie Mulligan, because mm -hmm. 2021 kickstarted that for me, and I think, aside from Bleak House, which I've watched half of that miniseries, it's 12 episodes, which is a lot... I think I've seen everything she's been in, uh, aside from stuff that hasn't yet come out. Yeah. And, like, the most egregious one was Public Enemies starring Johnny Depp because <laughs> she stands on a porch and waves at him. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept watching the movie with Daniel, and I was like, please tell me she comes back. <laughs> he was like, no, that's totally it for her. So, okay, I watched this movie called Rachel Getting Married. and oh, in I've the, seen that. With Anne Hathaway. Yes, yeah. and I watched it for Sebastian, and he's in the opening fucking scene, and I was like, I'm never gonna see him again, am I? No. <laughs> That's always so hard. Yeah. Um, but my real answer, because I saw Bumblebee, is Haley Steinfeld. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Haley Steinfeld, yeah. and thankfully she's had such a career where she kind of just, like, began with superstardom, yeah. so there's really no m small roles that she has. Oh, like, nice. I don't watch things where she's in it for a second. I've seen pretty much everything she's been in as well, and I love her. Yeah. 
I, I do. Like, Bumblebee is not good, but she is so good that I just am there for it, and I'm willing to watch. And that's the thing is, like, with these people that we love, even for a movie where I'm like, that movie fucking sucked, I'm like, yeah. well, at least I get to watch someone be cool and hot. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm here. She's funny. She's yeah. great. She has it all. I can't wait for mm-hmm. more Haley Steinfeld stuff. Okay. My honorable mentions, I have two honorable mentions. The first one is Ava Green. I love her. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you see Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? Did. <laughs> did we watch that with Tommy? I think we did. You had that scene with a child. House. It's terrible. I don't think we finished it. Maybe I, we did. I didn't finish it. No, I was like, this yeah. is you not You guys going to get to the dancing skeletons? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't so. remember that. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even really remember the movie. <laughs> it's terrible. It's pretty bad. Was that ignited by Penny Dreadful, or did you like her before that? Well, uh, she's in one of the James Bonds, mm. and I remember like watching her in James Bond, and like I've always loved her character, and like I thought it was very tragic, and I thought she was really interesting, and I just think that she's just really... I can't, like, stop looking at her. Like, she's really cool. And I think I read a bunch of stuff about her when I was really into her when I was watching Penny Dreadful about how she got into acting because she had, like, terrible shyness. And I just think that's fucking brave. Like, (laughs) can you imagine being, like, so nervous and then you're like, I'm going to do this so that I can stop being nervous. You know what I mean? I just, like, think that's really brave. and, And also I think it's brave because she's, like, sometimes very intense and grotesque in a way. Of stuff that she does kind of guttural, especially in Penny Dreadful. And I don't know, she rocks. I also love, I never ever talk about this actor, but you guys know Ben Foster? Oh, oh I love yeah. Ben Foster. He's like an actor that I feel like if I was in the same room, I would be like scared shitless. That's the guy from Alpha Dog. Water, too. He's from Heller yeah, High Water. Yeah. He's from. I want to make sure I was thinking of the right Alpha person. Dog. Alpha Dog. Yeah. yeah. Where he it, shits on the floor. Does he shit yes, on the floor? Yes, he does. He's also. He just got cast in the Holocaust movie. Yes. A Holocaust boxer. Yes. Oh. It's going to be a miniseries, right? It's not no, a, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's a on movie. HBO. Oh, good. Yeah. He's really cool to watch, too. Mm-hmm. I just think he's really, like, scary in a good yeah. way and unpredictable. Yeah. And I believe that he believes he is that person every time I watch him. Mm-hmm. Like I like the scariness that he plays. Yeah. yeah. He's a scary guy. Oh, he is he's scary. a scary yeah. guy. Yeah. He's always unhinged. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. And believable. Like, yeah. you know, dang. But I think that the, my real answer is actually Andrew Garfield. I think I've Ooh. seen a majority of his filmography, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would probably want to double-check myself because I'm sure that's not true. But I feel like every time he comes up with something, I'm like... I don't care if it's good or bad. I'm going to watch it. And I love him in Never Let Me Go. I think he's in Dr. Parnassus, right? He's amazing in Social Network. That's my favorite. Social Network, so good. I've seen like a majority of the more recent stuff that he's been in, and I love him every time. I think he's he's so talented. Yeah. Second, second, question. second question. You want to introduce it? Question number two. What is your favorite spy slash secret agent movie? I'm cheating. <laughs> I don't, just because, like, spy can mean things, and I don't think detective means the same things, but mm. I don't care. I'm going with detective <laughs> for the most part. Um, an honorable mention, because it is a spy thriller, is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh. Like, that's what that movie set out to be. <laughs> yeah. That's not cheating. That's truly no, what it yeah. is. <laughs> Obviously, we all know and love that one. And then another one I'm sure is going to be on your guys' list is Kingsman, The Secret Service. Oh. Yeah. Who doesn't love Kingsman? Nice. Yeah. It's super good. But my real answer, which I'm fully admitting is cheating because it is a detective story, but um, this week I've been rewatching all of Sherlock. Yeah. God damn it, it's so good. It's peak. And Sherlock is a detective, but it 
it, I don't know how that's different from Spy. Like, he's literally solving mysteries. He's going mm-hmm. undercover. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just, like, nefarious criminals. I don't really know Spy how it's different. Spy is so, like, vague. Yeah. It's like, you could be a CIA secret agent, yeah. or you could be, like... Just a spy. I think spy just kind of means an organization has employed you and you're not law enforcement. But how is private detective different from that? Because it is privatized. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have definitions for spy or detective, but I don't know. No, The lines are blurry. The lines are blurry. Yeah. Uh, He's not a part of an organization, but I love him. So cheating. There's my answer. Are all the episodes on Letterboxd or just a lot of them? All of them. My real non-cheating answer is Harriet the Spy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I love Harriet the Spy. Yeah. It's a perfect Nickelodeon movie. And you proposing the question of, like, as kids, didn't you want to be spies? Mm. Uh, 100%. My yeah. dad still has, to this day, this little notebook I had. It's, like, yay big. And it says Courtney's spy notebook. And for, like, weeks I wrote down everything my family did. <gasps> and, like, it's just me spying on everybody. I love that. I'll go next. My honorable mention was Kingsman. Thanks. Like, and honestly, in researching this question, I kind of realized that I don't really like spy slash secret agent movies. Really? Yeah. I feel like I don't really like any of them. I've never seen the Born Identity movies. Mm. Oh, I really want to see those. Um, but I did like Kingsman, and my real answer is Zero Dark Thirty. That's a great answer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jessica Chastain, she is so fucking good in that movie, you guys. Have you seen it? Yes. I do like that it's based on true events, because I feel like I'm learning something that when that was in the news was very elusive mm, yeah. for us at our age. Of course. And I I just think it's so cool that I get to learn something and it's real and the stakes are very high. Yeah. Because when I'm watching other spy movies, I'm like, the, the, the hero's going to prevail. Like, right. They're going to get beat up. They're going to do some fighting. They're going to win, you yeah. know? Or it's Tom Cruise flying a motorcycle yeah. over a helicopter. It's, it's Tom Cruise showing us his toys. Like, I don't fucking care about that. <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then that, that is my favorite. I think it's really good. Oh, yes, my turn. Okay. So, I've talked about all these things before, but I would say, honorable mention, yes, Spy Kids. Hello, it's what made me a spy as a child. Um, second one, just because, like, I enjoyed it. It's been a while and I don't really talk about it, but we did a whole episode on Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Nice. Like, that was fun. Fake I like spy movie. Fake <laughs> spy movie. And I like uh, Sam Rockwell as a spy. That's fun. Um, Mr. Right sucks, though. Don't watch it. And my real answer, which I just got from Google, thank you, Google, is American Ultra, which, again, oh, fuck. typed about I it a ton. I saw that but, one. I knew you would pick it. Yeah. But, yeah. I forgot. Like, that one's just so, it's so twisty and so unique, and I love that one so much. That one's good, underrated movie. Yeah. Okay, those were the questions. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say anything about a trailer or whatever. Oh. I've seen the trailer. I'm kind of just going to, like, I raw dog it from here. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think I saw the trailer in theaters. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen it more than once. Jessica's there. Lupita's there. Who else is there? Uh, Penelope Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Diane Kruger. Sexy. Was and Bing Bing Fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> These women, they are spy and... Okay, and here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are spies. What if spy woman is the movie? <laughs> <laughs> what if spies were women? Get, get this. Literally, that that is the pitch deck. All right, yeah. <laughs> go. <laughs> what if spies were women, you guys? Um, leading questions, casualties. Oh, Diane. And Bing Bing fan. Because <laughs> their names rhyme. I like it. Okay, and then if we're picking like a double crosser in the mix, 
Um, is Sebastian a baddie? Why would you ask that? Okay, <laughs> so he is. So Sebastian is. Uh, Kimmy, we could have just said no. I, I didn't feel like lying. It's a normal question that you could have or should have lied. He's her CIA partner. Jessica's? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, so he's the baddie, and then since it's not Jessica, because she's getting double-crossed, it's going to be Lupita. And um, the they were sent in to find the diamonds. Diamond! <laughs> and you said Sebastian's her CIA Yeah, she, partner? Jessica's in the CIA, and he's her partner. Oh, and so then Lupita will be like, I'm an MI6. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of agencies. There's yeah. a bunch of agencies. Darn, what are they all trying to do? <laughs> I hope they're not trying to prevent, like, some act of terrorism that's, like, annoying. You wish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and by annoying, I meant, like, oh, we gotta get the chip. I'd be fucking sick of that. <laughs> Aren't we all? God damn it, is what's that the, part What's of the fucking quote? Uh, I'm crying. How tired do you think we are? <laughs> how tired do you think we are of it? Yeah, that's Rose McGowan's review of this movie. <laughs> I'm so high. <laughs> All right. It was shoved up Sebastian's butt the whole time. <laughs> do we even need to do Nick? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just give me some tropes you think you'll see. Oh, some tropes. They'll be there. At some point, they're going to have to, like, put on hot girl dresses to, like, mm. distract or seduce men. <laughs> because women. Amazing. 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 <laughs> um, they're going to double fist some guns. Ooh, we're gonna have guns on thighs. Mm. Uh, there's gonna be a Vespa chase and uh, planes. They're either gonna have to jump out of them, okay, or hijack them, or sit in them. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else we can lead in questions, or anything else you want to predict? It's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be bad. <laughs> Alright, we're starting off this explanation. Um, I do want to address that we open the door because it's hot as balls in here. Nutting, am I right? And yeah, so the door's open. If you hear stuff, sorry. If it gets too crazy, we'll close it, but deal with it. Okay, so we start off, we're in a jungle in Colombia. This is one of many fucking location jumps they'll do. Like, if you're not paying attention, if you blink, you'll miss a new location on the screen. Every time a location comes up, is it, like, being typed on the screen? It's like... I think, like... Kind of. I don't know if it gets just, typed, but I think it goes... Boom! Like, it's, yeah. like, on the bottom left corner, it's like, Columbia! And it's, like, that, it's, like, spy font. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a spy font. You know yeah. who did that sexily is Civil War, when it would be, like, mm. Berlin! <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so we're gonna jump around all the time, but right now we're in Columbia. Okay. And a bunch of men are talking about some big job, and they're, like, very vaguely talking about, like, let's get down to business, like, oh, we gotta do the job, or whatever. These men say that they have a chip... That can access anything on the yep, net. That's fucking right. Okay, so can Google. So can me. Like, what the fuck? They say this chip allows us to have everyone's emails, passwords, government info. They, like, say all these things. Like, tons of stuff. They're like, everything digital. We got it on this chip. And they're like, this is the deadliest weapon because it's got all the stuff on it. And I'm like, wow, I've already seen this movie before. Uh, yeah, that Sherlock episode I love from ten years ago. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they're kind of, like, showing it to, again, stuff gets convoluted. I'm not going to try to really, like, spell it out that much, but it's, like, two different groups of men. I don't know who's who, but they're, like, this is how the chip works. And one guy goes, tick, 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 
on the computer and there's all this like little fancy stuff popping up and it makes a plane in the sky explode. Planes! They, they watch it. Yeah, planes. <laughs> so yeah, so they cut and then they're like, also with this program, if I wanted right now, I could cut the power to the whole city and the dad slash boss guy, like he seems like a father figure, is like, this is just a taste of what this drive can do. They're always going to call it the drive. The men that are interested in the drive are like, yeah, that's fucking amazing. And then they instantly start killing the men who made the drive. They're like, we don't want to pay for the drive, we're just gonna kill you and take the drive. Shocking. All of a sudden, a third group of people enter, and they're in, like, military-style uniforms that say DNI on them, and they pretty much kill fucking everyone. Like, some people end up getting D's away. D's Nuts Incorporated. <laughs> 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 wow. That was too quick. <laughs> um... And then the operative who, like, ends up getting the drive takes off his goggles and his mask to reveal that it's Edgar Ramirez. Do you know that actor? No. You would recognize his face. I don't know. know him from anything? Yeah, he's Je one of Jessica's friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should close the door. I hear a dog. Oh, yeah. A dog. I'm Can sorry, listeners, for another sound change. We've closed the door. You're welcome. <laughs> Stop hounding us. Every street dog had a say in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Edgar Ramirez, and he takes the drive with him. And DNI is basically just a different fucking CIA. It's, okay. I think it's the one in Colombia. So there's just, we're going to meet all the CIAs of all the countries. Okay. Um, we're now at the CIA headquarters in Virginia. So this is our second location of the movie. Yeah. We're like five minutes in. Sebastian Stan is here already. Yay! I just, like, yelled that. Um, another man walks in, and he says that a Colombian operative wants to sell them something very valuable, but he can't say what it is. But we know it's the drive, because we just saw it. They seem interested in finding out what this weapon is, and they're like, go get Jessica! And she's practicing fighting in, like, the gym at the CIA. Duh. Classic. Duh. And she accepts the job, and she packs her things, and then her and Nick, so Nick is Sebastian Stan, are, like, going over the plan in a hotel room. Is her name Ava? Her name is Mace. Mace and Nick, they're in a hotel room now. They're, like, ready to start doing their undercover shenanigans, and they discuss their covers. And he says that they're going to be a married couple, and he, he gives her, like, their alias name and it's something stupid like Eunice or something like that game. Yeah. Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> she scoffs at this because uh, her being a family woman is ridiculous because she's a fucking loner. She's like, that's so cool unlike spy. me. Yeah, She's like, I'm a loner. I don't have anybody. How could I ever have a family? Blah, blah, blah. It's a huge part of her personality. She a monster. And by that I mean, is she infertile? <laughs> No, she's just, like, masculine. Ew. Ew. Oh, my God. He then jokes about jokes with her about whether or not she knows what married people even do on their honeymoons, and me and Kayleen are in because we know what people do on their honeymoons. We were like, oh, are they going to, like, they instantly, we were like, the whole time, we were just like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she makes a joke about beating him up for that comment, and he continues asking if she ever thought about it, him and her, together. Don't, didn't you even think about it? <laughs> he even asks her if he can try something. What do you think? <laughs> <Courtney. that> <laughs> I feel like it's putting a ring on her finger or a necklace or something. 
Honestly, you're not far off. He's like, can I brush that hair behind your ear? Mm. Yeah, he goes in for a super romantic kiss. We're fucking ready. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are into it. The two hottest people <laughs> on our minds getting together in this movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, I'm fucking sold. I don't care how bad it is. Like, the people is. we came here for are now about to kiss. We were Within like, Within the yeah. first ten minutes of <laughs> yeah. the movie. Okay. okay. And it's not a fake out. They actually have a romantic kiss. She then friend zones him super hard. She's like... I don't want to ruin what we have. I can't get involved with you. You're my best friend. A bitch, am I right? A bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And he he pushes a little more about how they would be good together, obviously. He's a snake. (laughs) (laughs) All he's thinking about is his snake. She's like, she walks away. And then I guess what happens is she thinks that his attraction to her might be a distraction for their mission. My attraction is a distraction on a mission. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least I didn't talk about this. My attraction's a distraction. (laughs) I think that might be like what's on her mind, but also maybe she's a little brass tacks. Maybe she's asexual. Well. She like walks away and she goes. Lesbian? No, no, no. (laughs) She walks away and then she gets this like look on her face and she says, come here. So she, like, friend zones the relationship, but wants to bone him. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of, like, know what it is. Like, he's, like, taking comfort in it for what he wants, and she is, you know, giving it to him or whatever. She's giving it to him. <laughs> She's yes. giving it up. <laughs> they fucking bone. Yes. Except for, like, they show them kissing, but yeah. it's actually kind of far away. And mm-hmm. we were like, no, let me see more. And then the scene cuts. We were like, yeah. ah! It's like a fucking video game cutscene. Like, they was, fucking, yeah. like... It sounds like it. Like, then we don't get to see them bone. It's like a, like a, like a One Tree Hill. Like, where you'd get to oh. see them, like, take off a shirt, and then they'd be like, yeah. ah, we just fucked. <laughs> yeah. Mace and Nick, they're in their whole, like, undercover uh, outfits now. She's like, has long hair and like a red dress. She looks so cute and he looks just normal and they go to a cafe to meet the person who they're going to like do the deal with. Honestly, the generics of this yeah, <laughs> mission yeah. is too much. I've got a fucking chip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick sits down and chats it up with this guy who the character's name is Luis. That's Edgar Ramirez. Okay. About the cafe in Paris in general. Um, Mace goes inside to order a cup of coffee. And the barista is Diane Kruger. Nice. Mm-hmm. But they do not know each other. Okay. And Diane delivers the coffee to the couple. She spills the coffee on them on purpose and steals the secret bag that they brought to exchange, blah, blah, blah. And she runs away with it. Love and they're that. like, oh, she's got the bag. We gotta fucking get her. <laughs> <laughs> we follow Maze. She's poorly attempting to shoot this woman, Diane Kruger, and they're doing like, like a middle chase of the scene. road. Yeah, like, yeah, they're Everywhere. secret aging yeah. it up in the middle yeah. of Paris. Yeah. <laughs> right. She gets the tire of her bike at one point. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> caught on a bike. Yeah, yeah, not a Vespa, but very close. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close. <laughs> and she chases her into a subway train station tunnel. She sees Diane Kruger in the shadows going down the tunnel, and she tries to follow her on foot. And she catches up with her, and she almost gets the bag. Then Diane Kruger pulls a knife on her, and she ends up getting away. Okay. So Diane Kruger has Nick and Mace's bag. That the they ship? The drive? No. Because no. Luis has the drive. I think it's just Intel. Oh, oh, she has Nick and Mace's. Mm-hmm. We, we, don't know, we don't know what's Edgar. in either bag, but okay. Luis has a bag and Nick and Mace had a bag. Sounds like she took the wrong fucking bag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It also doesn't... Next time you're going to steal, steal both bags. Yeah, yeah, right? In the meantime, Nick is chasing Luis, who has stolen his bag, on foot. They do some hand-to-hand combat... I guess the fighting's pretty good. It was okay, yeah. But Nick loses him, 
Then some scary guys from the beginning of the movie find Nick in the alleyway and they ask where the drive is. He says he doesn't have it. And then they point a gun at Nick's head and says, well, that's really disappointing to hear. And then we hear a gunshot and it's cut away. That's fakey fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you know it's fakey fake. But to be honest, we watched it and we were like, why didn't we see him get shot? Yeah. Like, that was the first thing we said. Yeah, we were like, we were like, like what the fuck is that all we get of yeah. Sebastian Stan? Are you fucking kidding no. me? And we're like, if you don't see the death, that doesn't track, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a movie that's already so predictable. So Diane Kruger, her name, I don't know when exactly we find this out, but her name is Marie. And we see her finally, like, she's alone on the subway because she got away from Mace. And she opens the bag and it's just a fuck ton of money. Because remember, the swap was supposed to be, like, money for the drive. And so mm -hmm. she grabbed the wrong bag. And so she's pissed. She's so mad. Oh, I didn't need this money. Stupid. <laughs> and then, but also, buy something for yourself. Yeah, come on, honey. Treat yourself. <laughs> um, Luis is now in his hotel room by himself. And he's, like, kind of panicking because that was like frantic and didn't go how it was supposed to go and then he gets a knock at the door and it's Penelope Cruz and her name is Graciela and apparently she's his therapist this part her whole track of the story is very confusing and like muddled she asks about the drive but like she's his therapist so what and she's like they flew me out here to get the drive from you which is so vague and the, the way that they describe it is that this is her first job for whatever agency she's working for that I guess is supposed to be the same one he's working for. Betterhelp.com. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she's not experienced with, like, all this spy shit because she's just a therapist. And um, so she's kind of out there to, like, persuade him. It's very weird. But he doesn't really trust her intentions, but he, like, lets her into the hotel room. They're kind of chatting, whatever. Now we're in Germany, another location! And we're with Marie at the BND headquarters, so that's like their CIA. And, big Mutt uh, Department. Big Big Mutt Department, yes! <laughs> They're all gonna have an N. <laughs> and if they don't and they have a B, it's for balls. So, <laughs> this is Balls Nut Department, actually. <laughs> we, we do both. She's now discovering that Nick and Mace are from the CIA, and so she's pissed because they screwed up her mission. Her boss is basically trying to take her off the case because he's like, you're, he says, which is such a cliche line, he says, she's good at everything except taking orders, talking about Marie. She's rogue. She's rogue, <laughs> yeah. I think that might be in the notes here somewhere. Um, he's like, but I understand why you have trust issues. And she goes, is this about my daddy issues? It's like, okay. And they don't elaborate, but we're like, okay, I guess you have some trauma or whatever. And it's clear that she and her boss kind of have, like, some kind of personally close relationship, too. Not, like, romantic, but they're, like, close in real life, too. Um, and they care about each other. Father figure-esque. Yeah. Um, Mace returns to the CIA headquarters, but I think it might be just, like, a little station in Paris. Who knows? They cut around to different locations all the time. And she's explaining what happened to them since the mission was a failure. She then asks what has Nick said about it, because, you know, she's the only one there to report. And she's like, I haven't heard from him since the mission. And they're like looking at each other, and they're like, oh, he didn't make it. And then I said to Kimmy, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. <laughs> I was like, if Sebastian's not in it, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, anyway. What if Jessica died, like, instantly after? Yeah, right, yeah. right after. <laughs> um, and obviously this crushes her. She goes to the, she's like, I just need a minute, and she goes to the bathroom and has, like, a, you know, little cry and stuff. And then she gets it together. Oh, actually, this part was really funny. So as she's in the bathroom, she has a flashback of them in bed together that, like, we didn't get to see. And it's just so 
funny because it's like the stereotypical They're tangled like, in the white sheets. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we like, did that joke where it's like, no, stop, don't yeah, look at don't me. Don't film me, stop. <laughs> I look so ugly. No, yeah. Christopher, stop. That was exactly what it was like. So it's supposed to be romantic, but we thought it was very funny. Yeah, and so it's supposed to be romantic and sad, and she's like doing a good job, but the flashback is fucking hilarious. Um, she then says that she'll need help to finish the mission now that her partner is dead, and we cut to Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita is in yet another location. It's London. Yes. She's giving a speech on cybersecurity and cyber threats. She's Mm-mm. some kind of professor. Um, <laughs> She's going to build the anti-chip. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mace corners her after the seminar to ask her to join her mission. And apparently they're old friends. Like, they, we see that there's a lot of, like, cynical history between the two of them. Um, and Lupita's name is Khadija. Khadija says she doesn't do that kind of stuff anymore. And then her boyfriend pops up. He comes up and he's like super normal and mm-hmm. cute and really nice. And uh, Is he going to die? I guess you'll have to find out. Kim <laughs> um, is like, stop asking me hard questions. Khadija lies to her boyfriend about who Mace is and Mace says, I'll catch you later. But secretly she's gone up to Khadija's office to meet up with her later so that they don't have to tell the boyfriend anything. Mm-hmm. Mace is not giving up on the idea of having Khadija join forces with her. She tries to convince her of the severity of the drive and what it could do, which is inexplicable. Yeah. You'll <laughs> <But> never she, <laughs> believe. <laughs> but she doesn't get her attention until she says, hey, they killed Nick. And Khadija stops short and she finally like sits down to listen. She, um, this is some serious shit. Mace goes uh, blah, blah, blah about the person who gets a hold of the drive because... Being like it's gonna, oh, it's gonna start World War Three. Oh my god! I was just like, how many movies say this will be World War Three? <laughs> the vagueness. We know Putin's Netflix password. <laughs> <laughs> Khadija and Mace do research on Marie. She's like, oh, this girl, she cornered me. Like, let's find out who she is, and find out who she works for. They also find out that she's big old loner with no family or friends, kind of like Mace. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's the kind of stuff that you get in your personal file. She has no friends. Yeah, right? It doesn't say, like, no friends. <laughs> and also, to get this information, Khadija just kind of, like, slaps the keyboard. <laughs> She's like, oh, I found a bunch of, like, just random facts about this person. And they flash across like the Like, really confidential like, info. Oh, and then I made a joke where she... <laughs> this movie's so generic. She goes, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I love saying that. Yeah. I do that all the time when I unlock my computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You type in your... <laughs> The faster you can type it in, the better. <laughs> Cookies, one, two, three, four. I'm in. That's not my password, though. <laughs> Just letting you know. It's something else. Password two. <laughs> Khadija is with her partner now, and she tries to hide from him what is going on, but he knows that she's going back into the field. So I guess he knows, like, some semblance of yeah. what she does. And they kiss, and he tells her to be safe. She has to do what she's got to do. Meanwhile, Graciela tries to convince Louise to just give up the drive, knowing that it's the right thing to do. And then they leave the hotel and pick up the drive from a locker in a fish market. And they have to be very covert about it. All the other women, Marie, Khadija, and Mace, they're all watching to try and, like, figure out how they're going to get the drive. Mace goes after Marie, while Khadija goes after the drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace and Marie have, like, this gritty fight in a side room of the fish market that's kind of cool, 
then there's, you know, there's obviously all these different things going on at the same time, but one of the other things going on is that there's these men at the fish market who have been kind of following Luis around, and they end up attacking him and shooting him and because they're trying to get the drive. And Luis is bleeding out, like, gonna die, while Graciela is pleading with him. She's like, stay awake, stay awake. And he takes her hand and puts her fingerprint into his phone so that she can access all the uh-huh. stuff on it after he dies. <laughs> and then he dies. And they got the drive. These, like, bad men at the fish market who were like, who are these men now? I don't fucking know. So bad men have it, but she has the access to his phone. Which has, the, the whole reason that we need that is because there's a tracker on his phone to the drive. Mm-hmm. So then we can see where the drive's okay. going. So that's, like, the point. Again, there's several things going on at the same time. So Khadijah now has her eyes on the man that stole the drive, and once Mace and Marie are done having their little fight in the side room, Mace goes to help Khadijah get this guy. Right when he realizes that they're following him, like, Khadijah's like, oh no, he's made me, and he goes the opposite direction, Marie crashes a huge fucking tractor through the fish market to slow him down, because that's the direction he was going, so that was kind of fun. Uh, but everyone in this movie literally sucks at shooting. Usually you see action movies like John Wick where the person's invincible and so good at shooting. These women, like, literally never hit anyone with their guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, in this scene we also see the trope of people having unlimited ammo, which oh. I feel like movies are getting better at nowadays of having magazines and stuff to refill, but mm-hmm. in this movie it's that old trope of how does that little gun have so many bullets? Sure. Yeah, unless it matters for the plot. Like, it, yeah, yeah. Later on, then she goes, I'm out, way later. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but only when it matters. It's yeah. like, but, but here where I just want a bunch of guns yeah. shooting each other, I will have unlimited bullets. Yeah. Wow. And then we have like a portion of this scene that's just something else you see a lot in action films is Khadijah and Mace are like jumping around shipping crates to try to get to the guy. And it's cool. It's fun. But yeah, you see that a lot in film. But he gets away. They're not even close. He gets away on a boat. Mm-hmm. Graciela is then being taken away by the police because she's basically just been crying at Luis's body and so the police have come to the crime scene and they like put her in the car to question her or whatever. And then Marie is there and she intercepts Graciela like she realizes that she has the phone with the tracker on it and she ends up like pickpocketing an officer's badge and so she goes up to the police car that Graciela's in and she's like, I'm taking her. I'm sorry, she seems like the real one. She's doing a great job. Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. pretty sick. Um, so then Graciela and Marie go back to Marie's hotel room, and Kimmy and I can't get over how beautiful Penelope Cruz is. Like, everyone in this movie She's is so, so hot. hot. Like, no, 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 dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Penelope Cruz is peak. Like, she's so hot. She's very beautiful, yeah. Yeah. She's aged very gracefully, yes. Mm-hmm. In the hotel room, we find out that the people who shot Luis were from Graciela's agency, so they were kind of, like, double-crossing her. Oh, there's too many fucking agencies. Nothing makes any sense. This movie's very convoluted. But she realizes she can't trust anyone. And so as they're discussing this, Mace and Khadijah burst into the room with guns, and they're, like, going back and forth. It's, you know, your typical everyone can't trust anyone, but they're all working for the same goal. Where's Bing Bing? Way later. (laughs) Because we're all coming together now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's basically, it's more Mace and Marie. They're too similar, right? So they're pointing their guns at each other. And Khadijah's like, you guys are going to fucking shoot each other, you stupid idiots. Like, put your guns down. And they're like, you're right. Like, we're not going to shoot each other because we're not, like, bad guys. And so they put their guns down and they realize that they all have the same enemy. So they all might as well work together, even though they keep messing up each other's missions. 
When called by her name, Marie's like, how did you know that? And Mace replies, we're spies, asshole. So, you know. Well, these is are that the... like the worst delivery of her career, that line? <laughs> you, you know what? I don't think anybody acts poorly in the movie. It's not their like, fault that the lines that's are worst spies, line. asshole. It's, but that's the kind of movie this is. Yeah. yeah. Is people say worst spies, asshole. <laughs> uh, Graciela lets them know that the drive has a tracker on it and she can see it from Luis's phone and she's the only one who can access it with her fingerprint. Therefore, they have to make her come along with them because they can only use... Her fingerprint, and like Graciela doesn't want to go because she's like, I'm not a spy, and I have a family that I need to get back to. I have oh. sons, mm-hmm. like I, and she's also like <laughs> freaking out. She's yeah. like, I've never seen a dead body before, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, too fucking bad. Get it's, your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> they found out where the drive is being uh, taken to. It's Morocco. Now we're in Morocco. Love that. Love Morocco. <laughs> it's at this point that I realized that this has like the same vibes as the Barbie CD-ROM game that I used to have. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told you about that when we yeah, were watching yeah. it. It's Barbie Secret Agent and yeah. she gets on a plane and she, you ever play it? Probably. It's good. <laughs> that was the extent of my joke there. <laughs> You'll never believe that we're on that one set you always see anytime there's a spy movie in the Middle East. Like the one that's at Universal Studios? Yeah, it's, a crowded, yes. yeah, it's a crowded market where everyone is a spy and has a gun. And Are all the women wearing headscarves? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet! Khadija is on her hacking game and communicating with the others like through their earpieces and they're trying to track where the drive is. They decide to split up. Khadija is trying to see who the drive was passed to and where they are in the crowd. Graciela is following Marie and she's scared out of her mind. We then see a bunch of guys corner another guy and stab him to death in the middle of a crowd, basically. The women then follow the killer. They're like, oh. <laughs> they're like, leave the dead body there. No, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's so crowded that they just kind of like cover it up. Wow. They, the men literally like toss the body somewhere random. And yeah. we, I think we were even like, well, someone's going to fucking find that tomorrow and be like, ah! <laughs> um, Khadija leaves her post so she can disguise herself and go into building where she knows a white woman would stand out too much. Because Jessica's like, or Mace is like, I'll go. And yeah. she's like, no, you're stupid. I'll we're go. in Morocco. Yes. <laughs> you can go when we're in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> the men end up realizing she shouldn't be in one of the back rooms and that and her cover is blown. So she has to beat the shit out of them and Mace comes in to help also. Okay. After a bunch of little side quests slash bad guy murders, the girls end up in the main square with the man holding the drive. May says it's too exposed for them to walk out there and try to get the drive. Graciela keeps trying to give them an idea, but they're kind of like ignoring her and not letting her put her two cents in. And she finally blurts out that they don't have to be exposed. And all the girls decide, oh yes, you're right, Graciela. We will disguise ourselves by making our clothes into scarves that look more traditional and voila, they blend, they blend in. It's just like, this is Spy 101. Like, yeah. how is that not your first you idea? You need a disguise. Maria's yeah. literally wearing, like, a fucking black tank top with her blonde-ass hair down, and I'm like, why are you dressed like yeah. that? <laughs> Mace is in, like, an all-white, like, pantsuit. Yeah. And, like, a wide-brim hat. And she's like, I'm a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are dressed like Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, they, like, do it. <laughs> they tag team, and they... <laughs> get the drive in like two seconds by bumping into the guy and pickpocketing him and they, and he's that's like that's all it takes yeah it's like literally yeah. all it takes and the guy's like no no where's the drive <laughs> that truly does feel like a CD-ROM game where it's like yeah. click the man's back pocket and you yeah. do it and then he goes my drive 
You're trying to creep up on the yeah, yeah. on the character, and he she goes, uh uh-uh, uh, I have to go another way. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, looks like, like I have to try another or way. Or like you know, talk to the fish vendor <laughs> first. You know how in games like characters will have their tell of when they're gonna turn around, like yeah. they'll look over both shoulders and then turn around. So like he'll do that, and then you have to hide behind like a bucket or something. <laughs> use crawl. Yeah, use crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard, my. Like, Okay! Back at the hotel, Khadija verifies that this is the drive, it is real, they got the real thing, so they're like, okay, let's bring it to the CIA. But then there has to be a stupid little fucking, like, Marie and Mace are like, no, no, we're taking it to my agency, no, we're taking it to my agency. But then Mace is like, well, the CIA have an outpost here, so it's way closer and makes more sense to take it to the outpost here. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. The women then celebrate their victory by going to a bar and sharing stories of their first times. What do you think they're actually talking about? You know what's really cute is uh, that movie Barely Lethal with Haley Steinfeld where she uh-huh. plays a spy. She is, like, talking to Dove Cameron, and Dove Cameron's like, have you ever gone all the way? And she's like, no, I've almost, but there's, she's talking about killing somebody. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we think they're talking about their first missions or their first murders. So... That was very confusing as well on the first watch. We thought they were talking about their first murders. It turns out they're talking about their first missions. And so... Oh, I said that first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we... Anyway, on a second watch, I finally figured out what the fuck they were talking about because a story gets really convoluted if you don't know what they're talking about. So uh, they share their stories, whatever, not anything important. And then they get to Marie and she, like, doesn't want to share. And they're like... Well, so, you she know, watched they, her dad die on her first mission. <laughs> <laughs> they prod her a little bit more, and so she finally opens up and she says, "It was a German man, and I was 15." And she reveals that what happened is she came downstairs because she'd heard some commotion, and he, she'd heard her dad speaking Russian to someone, but she didn't know that he could speak Russian, so she was confused. And then she saw her dad washing blood off his hands, and there was a dead man on the floor that her dad had killed. So she was the one who turned him in. <gasps> and so uh, they all her agree dad. that their problems don't compare to hers. And she's like, ha ha ha, yes, I'm the most fucked up. And they're like, <laughs> And then they like, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, Marie. Yeah, just girly things. Turning in your dad yeah. for murder. But it was so confusing because we thought she killed her dad and it, it was a whole thing. But yeah, yeah she turned her dad in. Um, we're back to the CIA guy, um, the one that they turned the drive into, the one that was there, like, when she came back from her first mission or whatever. Cut to him, he's, like, packing stuff up at the office, it's kind of late, and all of a sudden, Bing Bing Fan shows up! And she has a gun pointed to his head, and she says, it's not you that I'm after, but then she fucking murders him. Mm-hmm. And the women who are at the bar, you know, having their little girly time, they end up seeing a news report that shows a bunch of planes crashing due to mechanical malfunctions. And so they're like, wait, that seems, that seems drive related. This is a fucked up movie. That's yeah. not okay. And so they're like, wait, that seems bad. We need to go make sure the drive is okay. And they rush back to the CIA place, but... Uh oh, the tracker on the device has been turned off, and they see the guy dead, and that the place has been, you know, like messed with, and so obviously the drive's gone. As they realize this, a bunch of CIA agents ambush the building and assume that they are all double agents and that they did the murder and took the drive and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like getting heated, and we don't know what's gonna happen, but then Khadija, because she's like a hacker, she turns off all the lights in the building from her phone. And then the women end up getting the upper hand and they end up fleeing the building before more agents can arrive. Marie is on the phone with the German guy from the beginning whose name is Janis. Oh. 
and he berates her for giving information to the Americans in the first place, and that's how the, the drive got taken, or whatever. You should have given it to us. And then she realizes that while she's on the phone with him, that he is tracking her location. And what I assume she understands is that she's expendable to him, even though he's like a father figure to her. And she's like, I know that you're tracking me like you taught me that it takes 40 seconds to track someone. And then it's a wider shot and we realize, yes, the whole agency is trying to track Marie's location. So she uh, says, goodbye, Giannis. And it's kind of like sad for her because that's the only person that she ever trusted. She destroys the phone, and now she's totally off the grid from her agency, and she is fully in league with the girls. Mm. They decide that the only way for them to move forward is to go back. So they go back to Morocco Marketplace area. <laughs> We're the 355. <laughs> they say that then? No, no. They <laughs> I <wish>. wish. They <laughs> do not. They, like, easily track down the guy that they stole the drive from in the marketplace, and they uh, tie him up, but he refuses to give them any information. Maze does an intimidation speech and kind of lays out a bunch of exposition like, we know that you are just in it for the money, like you need to tell us where the location is, blah blah blah, where's the drive, and he will not tell them. Marie gets tired of waiting, so she takes her gun and she shoots him in the femoral artery. And she's like, you have this many minute, this, this many seconds, seconds until you bleed yeah. out, <laughs> unless we tourniquet you, but we're not going to tourniquet you unless you tell us where the drive is going. And he's, like, starting to lose consciousness and starting to freak out. And then he relents and tells them that the drive is going to be at an auction in Shanghai. Uh-uh. Sketchy sketch. <laughs> I hate that. I hate rich people at auctions buying things that'll <laughs> ruin it for the rest of us. It's going to be advertised and sold there. Mm-hmm. And they save him at the last minute and they tourniquet him. But then we, like, joked around yeah. that the tourniquet that they give him is, like, the worst fucking tourniquet. I that was like, he's can... definitely going to die. Yeah, you need way just... more than a tourniquet in a femoral artery situation. Yeah. Well, and also, like, just the little I know of tourniquets. Like, you need something to really fucking make the blood stop flowing. They basically have, like, a, like a fashion scarf and they say. give it, like, one little tie and yeah, they're, they're like, like, bye! Here's the bow. It's one of their cute little <laughs> Moroccan scarves. Yeah. So, the major bad guy is revealed. It's this British guy. And he's his name is Elijah. It's like a really, really short scene. I barely even put it in my notes, but he says, how could you let those women fucking get into this, kill them, and get me the drive? The women travel in a cargo plane to Shanghai. <laughs> okay. A plane. A plane. plane. When they arrive at a hideout, Graciela calls her family to tell them that she'll be home really soon. Look, they're going to be held for collateral later. <laughs> Khadija, Stop making calls. <laughs> Khadija also calls her man, who has, says, I haven't been sleeping well since you've been away. And um, Mace tells her, you know, that's real love. And Khadija says, that's just real life. You should try it sometime. She says that? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's funny. And Mace says, well, James Bond never had to deal with real life. And Shut Khadija up. <laughs> no references. We don't need those. Khadija says, James Bond always ends up alone, just like you, Mace. You're alone and lonely, and you don't have any other characteristics besides Women. that. <laughs> Khadija debriefs the girls about the plan, what they're going to do at the auction, a la Ocean's 8. Like, it's kind of like their planning is spliced with them actually being at the event and they come out of the limo and they're all dressed up in wigs and stuff and outfits she says the auction is a front for the real dark web auction that's happening on everybody's phones secretly so you can bid on what's there but you're also going to bid on your phone for the actual price mm -hmm. 
We see that Khadija is going to get in position in the air shaft so she can comms everybody. The other girls are on the floor trying to investigate where the drive is, like by flirting with all the patrons and trying to figure out what they're interested in. Yeah, flirting in hot outfits. Mm -hmm. Graciela is stopped by a suspicious Chechnyan, and she has to... Is it Noho Hank? No. (laughs) I love Noho Hank. I know. I love him so much. Um, she's like, I don't know how to flirt, and like, yeah. <laughs> Khadija's like, just pretend you're therapisting him, and she suddenly gets it. Just pretend you're Penelope Cruz, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> pretend you look like you do. <laughs> Mace also tries to flirt with another guy by spilling a drink on him and trying to get a pamphlet for Marie to look over and see where he like looked on the page with, with his fingerprints, like she dusts the pages or wow. whatever. It doesn't really work. She's like, there's only... He didn't get to the last page. And there's, like, a couple items on the page. Graciela uses that information to try and extract it from the Chechnyan guy. While Mace is finishing up her flirting, she sees somebody in the crowd. <gasps> Guys, I gotta go check on something. She goes somewhere else. <laughs> Graciela flirts with the Chechnyan and discovers that, from what he's excited about bidding on, that the drive is hidden in an antique vase. So they know that when that comes up, that's what they have to get. Halfway point. It's the halfway point. Did she? Did you see her see Sebastian stand? Yeah, and she says, "I gotta go check on something." But yeah. but it's like it's just like a man. Yeah, but we know it's him. Yeah. We we don't, but we do. Okay, like you wouldn't if you were like you know a young yeah. child watching this. Movie. He's there to bid because he's a snake. <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be any more double crossers in the mix, but he is going to. I don't know. Maybe he like in some kind of way like has been having eyes on Mace and the pe- the women that she's with, so mm. he has assassins out for uh, Khadijah's man, Graciela's family, and I don't really know who uh, Marie's got at stake. I mean, she had the guy from Germany who, like, seemed like a good person. Triple cross from, from Bing Bing. She's not actually bad. She's mm. got the drive, but I don't know. She's, she's like, I'm the head of the 355, and she invites <laughs> them in, like, Nick Fury style. And she's like, join me. And so she wants to get the drive away. Um, I foresee more plane crashes, including one that explodes Sebastian Stan. Mm. <laughs> He's going to die on a plane. I don't give a shit about this drive, guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Remember New York Minute? Same concept. <laughs> Remember Date Night? Same concept. Yeah. Remember The Pacifier? Same concept. Stop naming movies, you're gonna end up getting to my wreck, okay? <laughs> uh, do you have any leading questions? Um, leading questions. Hmm. I'm like, what have you not already said? <laughs> yeah, tell me exactly who you think's gonna die out of all the people that we know. Marie, maybe? If I were to pick a woman. Does a woman die? I don't want to say. Why? Just say one, and then I'll guess who it is. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> All right, Sebast- Sebastian, dead. Marie, dead. Mm. Nick, dead. Graciela gets to go home with her family. Mm. And then um, Mace is like, I have no family. Oh, life's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. What do you think will be, like, the conclusion of the story, like, with the drive and with the women? and They, like, leave their agencies to have their own agency. Mm. That's, yeah. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Just as Mace is about to return to the group, because I think she ended up, like, losing the guy that she was following, mm-hmm. uh, someone drags her into a secluded room. Oh my god, it's Nick! Who would have guessed? Not us. It's a, it's a surprise. I guessed it. <laughs> do you remember? It was about an hour ago. <laughs> 
reveals that this is not an ops mission and that things change. And now he's working with the baddies. He says, I'm a baddie. Like that. Um, <laughs> the auction is now starting. One of the men who's with Nick has a service blocker so that Khadijah now has to move because she was able to work from the vents and now it's like there's only a certain radius that she can hack into stuff. So she's got to like move around to try to make things work. Uh, Graciela and Marie are also without their comms when the vase comes up for auction. Mm-mm. So then Nick, so it's kind of like spliced between, you know, all the different things that people are doing. Nick, in the room with Mace, notices that she's still wearing the fake wedding ring, and he's like, okay, so she does have the feels for me she's to got some the feels. degree. Exploit them! Yeah, exactly. He's gonna try, and he's like, why don't you go with me? And he's, you know, fucking hot. So we're like, yeah, go with him, babe, do it. (laughs) But she's not persuaded. And he basically then orders his men to keep her in the room so that she's not in the way of everything that he's trying to do that night. So then she's got to fight all those guards. And she get oh yeah, like she she gets her ass kicked. But does she get away? She does get away. It's just like a really brutal fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then at the auction, Nick walks into the auction to bid on the vase as well, right? And Khadijah tells the girls that if they can... Oh, if they can get closer to the vase, then she can track the heat signature of the drive. And so, like, they keep trying to scoot closer and closer up to the front, which is fun to see how they have to, like, kind of weasel their way up to the front. And they end up doing it by sitting next to the Chechnyan. She's, like, flirty, flirty. Um, But she's still not close enough, even though they're in, like, the front row... And so she has this cute little move, and it's cute because we're seeing Graciela, like, get a little more spy-y mm-hmm. and, like, tricky and stuff. And she pretends to drop her purse that her phone is in, and so the phone gets close enough just in time oh. for them to... What is it that they're even doing? They're trying to track the heat signature of the drive so, so that... So they can get the tracking on it Because they're going to get outbid, and they want to know where it's going to be going. Okay, okay. okay. So, yeah. So they want to be able just, to track it again, basically. No. Just bid as much as you need to. Get it. Yeah. I would be so good at an auction. (laughs) (laughs) I just would win every time. Yeah. So yeah, so that works out successfully. They end up tracking the device. And Marie ends up coming in to like save Graciela from the guy that is like super into her. And the vase ends up getting transported to another room for Nick to pick up. And Bing Bing Fan is the one who's like conducting the exchange and who ends up like giving him the vase and gets the money or whatever. So then he goes away with that. Marie then makes a quick bomb to create a diversion. Excuse me? (laughs) And (laughs) Nick ends up leaving with the drive. As Khadijah and Marie grab weapons to head toward where he is, a bunch of police catch them at gunpoint. And everything seems like it's, you know, like they're gonna, they're totally lost and they're, they got us, we fucking suck. But then, bing bing, fan walks out and she's like, release those girls. Yeah. And uh, it's clear that she's actually, like, on the good side and yeah. more in control she of things. She sold a fake vase. I control the police. Bye. And they leave and they let the girls go to Bing Bing Pan. Okay. What's her name? The 355. <laughs> <laughs> I am the 355. And the um, Bing Bing Pan's character? Yeah. It comes up in a minute. Okay, okay. Mace catches up with Nick just as he's about to get into his getaway car, and she says, she's crying, she goes, Nick, I'm coming with you, and she- I'm sorry, but you're a dumb slut. (laughs) She kisses him. Oh, she's faking it. She's a smart slut. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a diversion so she can grab his gun. Dick! (laughs) (laughs) 
so I can grab his nuts. <laughs> but he says, if you... I'm not leaving without these. <laughs> <laughs> you should have aimed for my balls. <laughs> he says, if you shoot me, I'll order my men to start shooting into the crowd. And oh. she hesitates, and he says, you can't do it, can you? He gets away. Bing Bing Fan pulls up in a car to collect the girls and take them to a safe place for them to recover. Because we said Mace is fucked up a little bit. She says that her name is Lin Mei Xing and she works for the ministry. She tells them that her organization was attempting to secure the drive before it fell into the wrong hands. But they decided that they had a bigger opportunity with this. They used the auction as a way to gather information about all the bad guys who were bidding on the drive... And that they actually sold Nick a decoy drive. Oh, yes, yeah. you got it, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. She pulls the real drive out of a safe. And she also tells Mace, she tells Mace that the CIA uh, head honcho was actually working with Nick. And that's why she shot him. He's also a bad guy. So, like, the guy in the beginning who said Nick was dead knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. yeah. Everyone that Mace trusted is actually bad. And they're all working for Elijah, the bad guy. Okay. She says that they're all safe now and that they'll all be going home soon. Meanwhile, at Elijah's, they realize that the drive is a fake. And Elijah threatens to kill Nick. What, and then they, they plug it into their computer and they yeah. hit, like, kill all people. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> they actually, like, don't even show them. He just, like, pulls out a gun. He goes, I thought we had a deal. And he's like, turns out the drive is a fake. And he goes, they must have switched it. And he goes, well, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. And they we beat his ass. Yeah. They beat yeah. him up bad. Yeah. Khadijah calls her man. They have another cute little conversation <laughs> about how much they're looking forward to seeing each other. Oh my god, he's gonna Something die. you should totally say to spy with me. <laughs> and he's like, you're my soulmate. He doesn't. Just call back to our offer conversation. <laughs> my twin flame. My twin flame. <laughs> Graciela FaceTimes her family and they're like, oh, we're so happy we'll get to see you soon. But then Marie and Mace are like, just, we're fucking loners and they're sitting over here being like, wish you could if call a loved one. only you were gay! <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Um... They kind of commiserate about being alone and, like, talking about, oh, we're just so fucked up, you know? Mace is upset because she didn't see the signs that Nick was a bad guy. And she ends up giving some, like, weak exposition about how she was always alone and always took care of herself until Nick, and that's, like, the first person she trusted. But obviously, Marie knows what it's like to be betrayed. I mean, she trusted her own father, who ended up to be a baddie. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're friends and they're loners and they're in this together. The girls are looking at the drive on a computer when all of a sudden, a, a, a what? A, fl a flashbang. A flashbang? Yeah, that's that what, what it's called? called? Yeah. Really? Like a big oh. bright flash. Yeah, so a flashbang crashes through the window, and all those secret agent bad guys flood the room, and they like restrain all the girls really quickly at gunpoint, and we see Nick, and yeah, his face is like fucked up, because they beat the shit out of him. And so he puts a gun to Mace's head and says that she needs to do what she's told. And Kimmy wrote, honestly, hot. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks Lynn to tell him where the drive is, but she won't tell him. But then he lines up all the girls facing computers, and all of their loved ones are on the computers. Mm, so that's we see, good. That's devious. Yeah, we see on the first computer, it's Marie's father figure. So even though they had that falling out, like, she still doesn't want him to die. Of course not. In the middle, we've got Khadijah's boyfriend. Duh. And on the end, we have Graciela's family. And there's nobody for Mace. 
because the only person she loves is Nick, and he's bad. So it's I feel like sad. she's the kid at have your parents come and explain their job day, and mm. she's like, he didn't show. Yeah, yeah. Even like Nick even says like, except for you, Mace. Yeah. Like, Nobody loves you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's like, we're gonna kill them if you don't tell us where the drive is. But they're all very loyal, so no one says anything. And they fucking shoot, uh... It's gonna... Oh! Yeah, they're gonna fucking kill the father figure, then Nick. Then they're gonna get to the children, and they'll be like, okay, we won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about this part, actually, but Lynn's father has been, like, helping out this whole time. So he's there in person. They shoot him first. Like, in person. Yikes. And Giannis tells Marie through the screen that if she tells him where the drive is, more people will die. And so she doesn't, because he's like, let me die. And Nick orders them to shoot him, so he dies. Then Nick's like, where's the drive? (laughs) And Khadijah's like, they have nothing to do with this. Khadijah doesn't deserve this. And this one is fucking sad. I kind of didn't think it was going to happen, because typically, like, something that sad doesn't happen in these kind of movies, but... The boyfriend gets shot and dies. It's terrible. And she's absolutely devastated, obviously. It's very, very sad. They get to Graciela's family and they aim their guns at her babies. They're not they're not babies, but they're, they're like, you know, kids. They're, they're tiny. They're sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like really scared and their dad is clutching them. And she like screams, like just a heart-wrenching scream for them to give him the drive. And Mace can't handle that. And she's yeah. like Fine. And she's like, here it is. God, you could have done that two deaths ago. I know. So, yeah, <laughs> I know. that's what I said to Kimmy. I was like, honestly, Not worth it. if I were fucking um, Khadija. Khadija, like, they're best friends. If you let my fucking, the love of my life die and then decided to tell them, I would never forgive you. Also, once you know they're serious and they've killed Lynn's dad, yeah. he's I, old, sorry, but like, they, once you yeah. know they're serious, one death is enough. Like, yeah. trying to defend the movie a little bit, they whip through it pretty quick. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, they, he's like not ask, he's not trying to like persuade, he's like, tell me, boom, tell me where it is. No, boom. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is enough, like, yeah. once you get to yeah. boyfriend, come on, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I think they keep thinking he'll he'll oh maybe he yeah. only did the one to scare us. Maybe oh. May still believes he has like some kind of mercy, and then Khadija's like trying. She starts to try and like talk him off the ledge, but like yeah. no, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. But so but so yeah, they do give him the drive, and he does. Thankfully, I we were a little scared. Like oh fuck, is he just gonna mm-hmm. kill her family anyway? But he does let her family go. He also he takes Lynn with him because he's like you're gonna make sure that it's the real. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> While the girls are comforting each other, they realize that they can see Nick on the computer screens now, and that Lynn is using her special secret agent camera glasses to show the girls <laughs> where he's taking her. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that kind of movie. Have they really had many gadgets? Yeah, like they that had, so like, far? we didn't talk about it because it's not important, but their their jewelry <laughs> their jewelry has like cameras and comms Did on it? it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Khadija wants revenge, so she tracks her location to a hotel. And Marie finds a hidden weaponry in the hideout, so they all stock up, and there's a getting ready montage where they grab all the guns, and even Graciela grabs a gun, too. While the girls get ready in a nearby hotel suite, like they've made it to the location, Mace apologizes to Graciela that she's there and that she brought this into her life. And Graciela's like, you didn't do anything. All you did was trust the wrong guy. There's a lot of conversations like throughout this movie <laughs> about, like, Men, men, yeah. men, men, yeah. they suck. You didn't do anything wrong. Girl power. And it's and a little heavy-handed. talking to them. God. Yeah. 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 
they realize that Lynn is running out of time, uh, stalling, like, trying to authenticate the device. So yeah. there's not enough time. Mace is like, I'm going to get the upper hand on these guys by scaling the wall and getting into their suite. And leaves Graciela alone. Nick is done with Lynn, and he orders his men to take her out of the room. And when they're far enough away, one of the guards pulls a gun on Lynn, but then she opens a can of whoop-ass on their asses, beats them the fuck up. Somehow, Khadija is able to, like, make something explode up in Nick's suite. <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't she make a bomb earlier? Like you were... In this part, she just uses her computer, and she's like, I can make shit explode. Yeah. Okay. Khadija and Marie drop into the room, guns blazing, there's a shootout. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Graciela nervously uses the elevator to meet up with the girls. And it's kind of funny because she has to be really calm and there's some, like, random pedestrians, like, in the elevator. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. excuse me. It's very funny. A gunfight ensues. The girls cover all the doors. There's a cool 360 moment where they go all around and they're, like, you know, in a pose or whatever. <laughs> Nick recovers from the blast just in time for Mace's gun to run out of bullets. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> And they have to hand fight. It's fucking sexy. They're good at fighting. <laughs> he asks her why she didn't come with him just before she knocks him unconscious. It seems like all the bad guys have been defeated when Marie finally finds the drive and she holds it up and she says it's done. Swallow I got it. it. <laughs> Swallow it. <laughs> all the girls look really relieved. But Nick is not dead. He, or unconscious, he shoots Marie. Swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to shoot the rest of the girls, but then a bullet whips through Nick. It's Graciela. She Aww. used her gun. Yeah, good for her. She's gonna need a lot of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Khadija destroys the drive. She, like, smashes it to bits and cries. Like, why didn't they do that so long ago? I don't know. I'd... And then the police arrive. We do this, like, crane zoom-out shot away from the hotel. It's interesting that they're intelligence agents, because it's like, what are the local PD gonna do? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we heard there were murders and gunshots. <laughs> All right, it's two months later. We're at Elijah's place, and Nick shows up, knowing that Elijah put a hit on him to cover his own tracks. It's clear that he's there to kill Elijah. He asks him to give him a reason to keep breathing, and he says... didn't he get shot? Not dead. And not... the police didn't get him? No. (laughs) Okay. Yo, this part is, is messed up, too. It's like, how did all these events occur? Also, when did Elijah put a hit on him? It sounds like... In off the screen. two months. Off screen somehow. <laughs> I was like, because he was there to get stuff. He wasn't there to get hit. I feel like the point is to be like, Elijah's the big bad, and, and he let Nick go after that beating. Just so Nick we have be to like... The, I don't need to see who's behind yeah. the scenes. Nick is bad enough. He's a very superfluous character. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He asked him to give him a reason to keep breathing. He says, I'll give you a hundred million if you keep working for me. But he's not interested, obviously. So he empties his magazine in him. That's a lot. How many? <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like five. Okay. <laughs> it's like, is it like a hundred? <laughs> he's just standing there for like forever. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Daniel and I watched the first like 30 minutes of Zoolander 2 the other day. Oh, yeah? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen the second one. It opens with somebody being shot about a thousand really? times. Jeez. And it's really funny because he... You Is the out. point that they, like, aren't dying? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. they're literally staying there, and they just keep getting hit, and it's somebody very funny. I see. And then they've been shot about a thousand times, and the person's still able to pull out their phone and take a selfie. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. We didn't watch more than the three uh, minutes. Yeah, I never had, like, the interest to see it, but I've been curious Like, it's it. truly atrocious. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
We're now in Washington, D.C., and we see that Nick is basically running the CIA. What? I Listeners can't hear my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He returns to his apartment to find that Mace is inside. And, oh yeah, I forgot about this. And she's sitting really funny in the chair. And like, Kimmy didn't notice it because she's wearing all black and yeah. the chair is black. So you can't really tell. And I really feel like they just didn't know what the fuck to do with her or she didn't know what to do. I'm going to try to describe this to the listeners. She's in a chair that's just like a normal chair with a back, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have like an armrest. So her arms are literally just at her sides, but almost, like, behind her body. So she's, like, slumped in the chair, like, I've been waiting for you. But, like, her hands... She could have crossed her arms. Yeah. And she could have put them in her lap. It was so funny. They could have given her a chair with arms. It it was so funny. (laughs) And I rewound it. And I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. And he's like, I knew you'd show up. And she says, if he knew that, then why didn't he get a better security system? And he says she's presuming that he didn't want her to get in. He's just like fucking flirty McFlirtser this whole movie. Yeah. He asks if she wants a drink, and then he pours them some scotch. He's like, do you want ice? And she's like, you know that I never take ice because, you know, she's a cool girl who drinks her scotch straight. Mm. Okay, but, like, ice is cold. It's nice. It doesn't make you weak. <laughs> she says, like, a tough girl, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they cheers and drink the scotch. And he explains to her how he got promoted at the agency and that she never really knew who she was working for. So I think the implication is that, like, it's just kind of corrupt at the CIA. Yeah. Or that he, like, tricked them or both. I don't fucking know. She asks him if he remembers the story that they heard in training together about a special female agent during the revolution. Agent 355! Oh, the American Revolution? I know that story. Yeah. There you go. And so then I even thought, like, oh, in the last little bit of the movie, they'll say we're the 355, but no, this is the one time they fucking reference it. Honestly, just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Women can exist. <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be a reference to other women who yeah. existed. Um, and she goes, they called her that because they didn't know her name. And she's like, someone knew her name, they just didn't want the world to know it. <laughs> he then tells her. <laughs> They're, like, splicing it in here, like, so heavy-handed. They're also acting as though these are the first women ever to be a part of intelligence agencies, and it's, like, there's been a lot of them. Yeah. He then says, you're just mad you're not on the payroll anymore and that you're on the run. Like, things are comfy for me and not for you. And she's like, well, it's not right, is it? And he goes, the world's not right, Mace. Right? And she's like, well, the world's changing. Right as she says that. Who run the world? Girls! (laughs) That starts playing. Yeah. (laughs) That should have been over the credits. (laughs) Um, And then, as she says the world's changing, he's like... Oh, he's dying. How'd she do it, Courtney? Any guesses? It was in the ice. (laughs) It's in the ice! (laughs) Okay, go carry it. Mace stands up and she walks to the other side of the room as all the other women emerge from the other side. Nick's like, oh, it's a reunion. This is fucking extra. Yeah. <laughs> he realizes that he's been drugged, and Lynn tells and him... He... <laughs> he's got... It's opposite of fresh, am I right? I was gonna say, and then they're like, you've done this to countless women. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no, that's dark. Uh, I've seen fresh. <laughs> Lin tells him that it's ancient Chinese herbs, and Mace explains that the legend says it's been made from ceiling tarantulas and scorpions and snakes and all the most horrible creatures you could ever think of up what in a jar. C- what are ceiling tarantulas? Ceiling, like it, the. <laughs> 
sorry. Oh. Maze explains that the legend says it was made by sealing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> They're tarantulas that live on your ceiling. Sealing tarantulas and scorpions up in enough. a jar. I've heard enough. <laughs> I get it. I get it. End of the movie. All of these horrible things. And forcing them to devour each other. And she goes... Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like how you see the world, Nick. And I just don't really know how the explanation of that legend equates to his worldview. They pit women against each other. Oh, okay, right. I think. I, I, think think what I don't know. He's like, I maybe he's like, it's a dog eat dog world, and that's just like all the baddies turn on each other. Maybe, oh, maybe it's baddies or maybe it's women. I don't yeah. really know. Um, I hate that analogy. It's, I want to die. Yeah, <laughs> I <Yeah>. hope. <laughs> They're like, that's what this herb is made from. Is that legend? It's like well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he's like, it was in the ice. She says, thank you for everything you taught me, Nick. A girl really needs a guy to explain it all to her, but I'll take it from here. <laughs> Uh, what? Honestly, I hate all the dialogue. Yeah. It? She tells him she's not going to kill him. She's going to have a team come in and take him to lock him in a cell on the other side of the world where he'll spend the rest of his days. He's a white man. He'll get out scot-free soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> kill he'll it. The, he'll be the head of prison in two years. <laughs> then May says, you're not the only one with contacts and I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> And then they all go off to scissor. And she, <laughs> as he's passing out, she places her fake wedding ring in his hand before leaving. To show she's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> the girls walk outside. The mission is done. Marie talks about how all the pleasant people walking around have no idea how close they came to losing it all. And Khadija says, and... <laughs> Remember when Kayleen was like, when I die, I want to know how close I was to a celebrity in a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea how many times you were close to dying. Yeah. Honestly, how many times? I'd like to know the answer to that. <laughs> how, yeah. How many times did I avoid death very closely? That time I almost got crushed by a car? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Khadija says that she's wiped all of their existence from the interwebs. <laughs> They're made invisible now. All the girls part ways. I'm sorry. I would love it if she's terrible I'm... at her job and she's like, I deleted all of our Facebook accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I deactivated them. We can reactivate them whenever we've decided to return to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> all the girls part ways, leaving Mason Marie alone. They decide not to get a drink together and they awkwardly part ways. But then Mace calls to Marie and says, hey, Marie. Marie turns around. <laughs> And, and I just want to take another look at you. That's what I wrote. Courtney, that's what I wrote. <laughs> we said that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She just says, bye. <laughs> I really wish that's how a star is born ended. <laughs> I just wanted to say bye. <laughs> and then it cuts to black. Yeah. Yep, that's the end. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, getting into our ratings for this movie. Is everybody ready oh, for the fingies? Yeah, okay, yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, sh- okay, okay, I feel good. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I was like, Kayleen gave it a seven? No. <laughs> I gave it a 4.5, Kayleen. I gave it a three. Oh, I gave it a three as well. Okay, cool. good. I was so really go. scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's good about this, if anything. I think maybe women. And... Mm. I don't know, three points for casting hot people. Yeah, yeah. And for not being a part of a franchise. But honestly, this sounds like a movie that could have just been put on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like Gunpowder Milkshake. I'm thinking The Old Guard. I'm the thinking fact that we Kate. had to pay for it is kind of rude. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't sound yeah. like it even deserved a theatrical release. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> just like even thinking about it. 
fun explanation <laughs> what's not to enjoy about digesting tropes from spy movies. Mm-hmm. They, they got them all. Good mm-hmm. job. Good job. It's no floops fooglies. That's, yeah. that's what I have to that's, say. That's the peak. <laughs> yeah, so I, I gave it a three. Um, I thought that the writing was pretty bad, and that was, like, my biggest takeaway. Like, the only reason, like, why I applaud it, because it's ultimately a pretty boring and pretty thin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hot people, yay hot people, fashion stands <laughs> hot. Like, that's amazing. I'm really stoked that Jessica Chastain is out there trying to put out movies that are female-centric, And because the truth is we don't have a lot of movies like this. However, there's, like, this need for when people are putting out, like, a women-centric thing to be, like, look at, here's all the lines about women-centric stuff. We have to include a mansplaining line. Yeah, it's just, like... they had that. I... When they were, like... You explained it in a way I could understand or something like that. And, like, most of, like, Marie... I'm sorry, who... Marie talks to Mace about, you know, like... The same thing, like, oh, you just didn't, you trusted the wrong guy, or, oh, some, or right, some whatever, right. who said that, and it's just like, I really am so sick of that. Like, I want normalcy and gender parity, and I don't want, like, we're making a statement about women that yeah. it seems, like, overproduced, and I just want normalcy. I want acceptance. This is a movie, it happens to have women in it. I mean, props to her, I love that she's putting her money where her mouth is. Like, she's doing what she can. She's always been, like, really outspoken about... Um, equal pay and yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. women in leadership roles and stuff and yeah. that's why I fucking love her you know yeah do it you know I just I just hope that this becomes less infrequent that it people get more money to do it and it's not thought of as like oh we're really taking a risk here it's like give her the money give her the budget give her the writers you know whatever she's an Oscar winner fucking do it for her you mm-hmm. know what I mean Yeah, I think this film just falls into a lot of the same things we say about movies like this, Mm -hmm. which is that it should have been made fucking forever ago, because Mm -hmm. this is just like every movie that came out in the 90s or the 2000s, we've seen it. We've seen the tropes, we've seen the bad writing, and we've seen movies that are like, we need to give women a chance. Like, I'm sorry, but Charlie's Angels came out in 2001. And it's not problematic. Like, they did what they tried to do, and it's so uplifting in that way, and it stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. And it knows that it's camp, and it leans into its strengths, and it's like... And even the villain has an actual motivation as opposed to, me want Chip. Me want Mm -hmm. Chip that (laughs) takes down world. Yeah, and it just, it, it really just does feel like... Did you think you were being revolutionary making this now? Because there are so many movies that are commenting on, you know, the rights that women need to have and, like, the evils of men, but this isn't it. We've seen yeah. all of this. It's all mm. it's all the cliches. It's about mansplaining. It's about women not being strong enough. It's about women being too emotional. Like, it's just all the things that were, and like... And the, the one who stands outside of that, who's a lone wolf, is yes. the one who's gonna make it. And I'm tough because I drink scotch. Like, we've seen it. And Lupita's no. sad because her boyfriend got shot in front of her yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> and so, the reason, like, I wanted to rate it lower than a five because it's not good. I would say it's more bad than it is good. But it's also, like, it's not doing anything wrong. Like, it's just... It's just one of those movies yeah. that is just so stereotypical that it's like, I don't really, we have enough of them, I don't know what this one added to the world, except for hot people, and we can watch them in better movies. All yeah. of them are mm-hmm. in better movies that I would rather be watching. So, yeah, more bad than good, not worth a watch, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Alright, getting into watch list ads and Rex. Yeah. So for my watch list ad, this is kind of a silly ad. I didn't, like, have anything on my mind that I'm super, like, trying to watch right now. 
So in the spirit of one of our questions of like just watching movies because people are in them that you like, I've been wanting to watch this movie Spread that's starring Ashton Kutcher, but Sebastian Stan is in it. I don't really know anything about it. It's probably not good, but it's got like a cool cover and I'm interested mm -hmm. just because I need to knock some more off the list. Um, and then my recommendation for the week I'm like really excited about is Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah. The fourth Die Hard movie. I thought of that during this. Yes. Yeah. When you were saying all the fucking movies that have done the cyber thing, I was like, stop, stop it. Because <laughs> that one is just, it's the king. Fire sale. The fire sale. Oh, uh, Timothy Oliphant as the baddie. Like, let's go. Wow, um, really? That's yes. Crazy. And he's the hot. On he's a hot star, baddie. The on-star scene is The on-star scene, yeah. So that movie is like, Honestly, I think kind of what this movie wants to be, except obviously there's nothing about, like, you know, it's men-centric, so it's not like there's any type of commentary on that kind of stuff. But Justin Long is so fucking funny. He's a great... There wasn't really a diehard movie up until then that had this dynamic yeah. of, like, the the one guy's the straight man, one guy's the funny man, and he has to come along for the ride because he's the tech guy. And there's a lot of really clever stuff that happens. Like, they... The, the first big thing that happens is that they change all the stoplights to be green. And so in the city, I just cars that. are fucking crashing everywhere and it's chaos Whoa. and it's really scary. And they get out of the car and realize what's happening. And Justin Long is so good in it. He's like very convincing that the world is fucking about to burn because of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just the whole movie is about all these things they can do by having control of technology instead of just passing around some drive it's more like we need to go find this person to try to help us find this person and like kind of building your way to the main boss and that movie is not afraid to go campy that's like the first diehard movie that was like we're gonna be insane he flies over a helicopter in that one I think he, there's a <laughs> there's like some sick scenes that were in the trailer that are burned into my brain there's a part where they're going in a tunnel to try to escape and they're going in a tunnel, and they end up turning all the lights off in the tunnel. Like, the bad guys turn all the lights off, and then they send cars in from both sides. And so Justin Long and Bruce Willis are, like, in the middle, and cars are coming in at them, and there's just, like, these fucking dope scenes of cars crashing and, like, flying. It's cool. And then, yeah, Bruce Willis crashes a car into a helicopter to it knows take what down it's the doing. helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw that one before I saw Die Hard 1. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so fun, and yeah. it's, like, just way... It's weirdly... Although it is not set in realism to a degree, it kind of weirdly is. It, like, it was made at a time where you could get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. All right. For my watch list ad, I'm going to add um, a movie that someone else recommended to me. It's called Trouble Every Day by mm -hmm. Claire Denis. I'm also adding this movie called Dinner in America, which I saw, like, a trailer for on Facebook. And it looks hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's, like... It's got that guy from, his name is Kyle Gallner. Oh, yeah. He's from Veronica Mars, isn't he? Jennifer's Body? He's from Jennifer's oh, Body. Oh, the it's, guy from it's, Perks? It's Cassidy. No, he's not in Perks. That's Johnny Sims. Oh, okay. Um, not the football he's player. The, he's the, in Scream 5. Yeah. And he's in Veronica Mars. He's also in, he's like... He's He's Beaver. The Haunting Beaver! Of, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, I tried yeah. to call him Cassidy. <laughs> oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah, it's Beaver from got Veronica it, Mars. Got it, got it. Um, it, it's got him and this girl named Emily Skeggs. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Get it, baby. Yeah. I love you. It looks really funny, like a Midwest America movie about a punk rocker and a woman who's obsessed with bands, and it's kind of like a love 
story kind of like mm. trying to make her a punk. Is it I'd produced by anybody? Produced? Like, do we know the production or is it like... Produced by Ben Stiller. Hmm. <laughs> I meant more like A24 or Neon uh, or something. Directed by Adam Raymeyer. I don't know who that is. Uh, the studio is Red Hour, PSH Collective. It's an indie. Hmm. Yeah, I like, just was wondering if it was something we knew. Um, no, I'm excited to see it because I don't think it's anything that we know, but I, I do like that guy and it looked cute. Me too. For my recommendation, I'm going to recommend Ocean's 8. Yes. Nice. It is an all-female ensemble cast. You know, with that spy energy, with that campiness that we like, mm-hmm. it's highly enjoyable. It knows what it's doing. It did it well. And um, I guess it doesn't, like, it doesn't take itself seriously in the way that, like, maybe Annihilation does. Yeah. But it is just as believable and just as exciting and entertaining. And way more, like, stuff happens. Yeah. Also, they've got the same shit with Rihanna hacking. Yes. And, and hacking into literally everything. Honestly, yeah. very similar because characters. That's what you can do. Yeah. I love Ocean's 8. Yeah. I love Ocean's 8. Okay, adding to my watch list, I'm just like prepared to have an emotional time at the movies when I go see Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh, yeah! yeah. I am, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, I loved those YouTube videos back in the day, and Jenny Slate, I just miss her, and I, I can't wait to just. Yeah. I can't wait to just be wrecked by it. There's a googly eye. I'm expecting more googly eyes this year, and it's going to be great. Really happy and excited for that. That's on my watch list. My recommendations for the week is Inglorious Bastards, because espionage through and through, Diane Diane. Kruger, I love you, and it just, you know, Bridget von Hammersmark can be a spy, she can be a double crosser, she can do things, and it doesn't need to be pointed out. Mm -hmm. Like... Good for her. I, I love that movie, yeah. as we all do. Like, it's, it's a phenomenal piece of work. She is, she is a very good person to be cast in these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, she's, like, national treasure, even totally. though she's not yeah. the one doing the spy stuff. Like, she just has this look about her that really mm-hmm. works well for this spy and espionage thriller yeah. type genre. And I love Inglourious Bastards. It's a great movie. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, so good. Sick. Yeah. Next week, we haven't decided what we're doing, and we were kind of tossing around... Maybe even doing a Simply Spoilers, so it'll be a surprise. Okay. So you guys stay tuned. And you know what? If you have ideas of things you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. We only get messages from, like, three fucking people, and it's always the same people. So (laughs) if you've ever been like, no, we don't want to message them, do it. (laughs) Okay? We like to hear from people, especially strangers. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Be surprised. Bye.